Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome to my podcast. Today is Sunday, October 7th, 2018. And let me fix this here a little bit. This is my first official podcast, and we are going to talk about just photography in general, anything having to do with photography. I had a couple of notes and I accidentally deleted them, so I'm going to go and just do this off the top of my head. Um, I do have some apps that I was looking through and I can use as reference to things that I would like to talk about. Um, A great app that you can use is called Flipboard and let me tell you why I love Flipboard. Flipboard is great because it has it it personalizes your feed so when you first sign into it it gives you a whole bunch of different uh, options as to what you can, what it, what it would, what you would like for it to show. So, for instance, when I first signed up for it, uh, it gave me the options of, you know, entertainment, education, uh, subgenres. It also gave me options for photography, different types of photography. excuse me so I went ahead and picked what I found that was interesting to me and it made my own personal um, my phone's not recognizing my face there we go so it, it personalized the feed for me which is awesome so as soon as I opened it up the first thing that popped up was I I I enjoy landscape photography I enjoy portrait photography yeah I enjoy photography in general if I'm out there shooting a picture if I'm out there and I see something interesting I'm gonna take pictures of it so the the first thing here that popped up was uh the eight laws of landscape photography and that immediately caught my attention and I'm, I'm doing this live as 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 you guys are seeing it so this is something that i just saw and it really piqued my interest so i i click on it and it opens up uh a page and this is the eight laws of landscape photography and it was written by Qualirans. Qualirans. I, I guess that's how you pronounce it. Q A L I R E N S. So this is his article, and uh, it talks about. Well, you know what? I'm just going to read you the first paragraph. Landscapes, and this is this is quoted from from his from his. Um, article here. Landscapes can be one of the easiest of all photographic subjects to shoot. Basically all you need is to find a nice view in the right lighting and snap away. 
look a little closer at at landscape images that really hold your attention. However, and you'll often find there's much more to this simply to bleh. there's much more to this simple subject than meets the eye. And then he goes into um, the different types of photography of landscape photography, how to improve it, and so on and so forth. And I have to tell you that some of these images are amazing. I don't know how good it's going to look on the phone, but there's one image right there. Everything's backwards. And I think that's pretty cool looking. So, uh, so he just goes on and talks about it. And one thing that he does talk about here that I totally hold on one second oh wow he okay so he talks about you know a lot of photographers what they do is they tell you put it on f16 put a wide angle lens on it and just start snapping away and he tells you instead of and, and using the 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 rule of thirds, which is very, very important. What he what, what he tells you is, instead of doing all that, he's going to reveal 10 laws that will help you plan more effectively, compose your shot, and understand when a trick or two might help. So he really goes right into it. And um, let's see here. Okay, so then you just hit next, and it takes you... Um, it takes you into his 10 laws. So the first law that he has here talks about, I see a, a drone. So I guess he uses a drone to help him find the location. But yeah, let, let's talk about, let's talk about landscape photography here real quick. Landscape photography is very uh, easy. I mean, uh, all you have to do is Go out, find something uh, interesting, and just shoot it. It's it's a lot easier than shooting people for sure, because shooting people, um, especially for introverts, and I'm an introvert, it's very difficult sometimes to communicate with the subject. And this way, you don't have to communicate with anyone. You can just sit there and really enjoy the moment uh just like you're you're taking a walk through the park or you're taking a walk on the beach and you just see a beautiful setting in front of you you can actually sit there take your time compose wait for the right moment and then take your picture and if it didn't come out right you can do it again a lot of photographers what they do is they get nervous and when they are shooting a subject they try to they try to go too fast or they, they they stumble over themselves. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to handle it. And, um, you know, it can it can get really frustrating for them. I don't know what's going on with my voice, if it's crackling or whatever. I, I apologize for that. So, anyway, uh, going back to this app here, um, Flipboard is a great app to use, um, you know, I have another one. It's called Entrepreneurship. First thing that pops up is how to forecast revenue and growth. 
I'm not into, I'm not really the business type. I'm just, I like to go out there and shoot. If I make money, great. If I don't, that sucks. But I am not a marketer at all. If I can find a partner that's like top notch in marketing, we would make a killer team because I would go out there and kill it with the photos and they go out there and kill it with the marketing. All right, so one thing that's funny that just popped up on this is, uh, and I don't understand how this is for me because this this is, oh, this is an ad, an ad cancel for you. Role reversal from caregiver to care recipient. It's got, got a couple of geriatrics on there. And uh, yeah, that was kind of funny. All right, so one of the things that one of the one of the ones that I did choose was uh, photography, obviously. And um, this thing that comes up with the photography is picture of the week. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, Thailand time lapse photography. This is something that I have never tried. I would like to eventually try it, but I'm so, uh, I, I, I'm very, very impatient, so I don't like to wait for anything. Uh, I just like to capture the shot. Um, let's see here. So I, I don't understand how time-lapse photography has to do with a 54-year-old Upper Mesquidobiot man died after ATV rollover. So this is how that has to do with time-lapse photography. I have no clue. I, I think I would have to read into that a little bit more. Again, landscape photography, choosing the best lenses for landscape photography. And, you know, it's this, 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 is, this is hard because... You know, all the professionals, they say, oh, get this lens, get that wide-angle lens. And these lenses cost like two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000. And us normal Joes, we just can't do that. So uh, I shoot with a Nikon D750, and I got the kit. So with the kit came with the 24 to 120f4. Uh, VR kit, um, and and uh, I got at a really good discount because if you buy the lens alone, the lens alone is over a grand. So I got a I got a really good deal on it, and it's a it's a fantastic lens. Um, it's it's super sharp. Uh, it's it's a it's a very good lens, and a lot of people knock it. Uh, I remember I was watching um, a YouTube video of Chelsea and um what's the dude's name Chelsea and something Northrop and they they have a very very popular YouTube channel and they do reviews and they go out and shoot and they do tutorials and you know I'm not knocking them at all I mean they're they're very educated but uh I think they're very biased on some of the equipment that they use for the simple fact that they when they reviewed the D750 and that it came with the kit lens they took the key he Tony that's his name Tony 
he took the kit lens out and said, don't even use it, it's garbage. And I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, I have a good eye for photography. That's not the only lens that I have. Um, my favorite lens that I use is the 51.8. I would love to get the 85.12, but I don't have um, 1,000, 2,000, whatever it is, grand to shell out for it. I don't make that kind of money. So, you know, that that's uh, out of the question. But that 51.8, hey, it's a great lens, and it'll, it'll, it'll do what you need it to do. So I would definitely, I, I, I know my lenses. I've, I've used other, uh, very expensive. I used the um, 7200-2.8 uh, version 2 phenomenal lens um i'm more into into prime lenses why does my audio keep spiking am i like too close to it or something here i might be too close but all right so let's try there i got a little bit further away all right so anyway uh yeah so he says he you got to take what people say on um on on YouTube or any social media for for that for that matter you got to take it all with a grain of salt for the simple fact that everyone is, has an opinion and their opinion only matters to them and it all depends on what type of photography you you do and what type of photography you do that gives you an idea of what it is that you need to be shooting. Now, I'm going to check my settings here real quick because I think I think I had a problem here. Oh, just that's what the problem was i apologize for that the audio should be fixed now um it was the the issue was that it was recording from the mic on my macbook pro versus my professional microphone here that's my fault. I should have checked it. I'm sorry. The video, the audio should sound a lot better. The video is what the video is. I'm recording with my, um, my FaceTime camera on my, on my laptop, but for sure the audio should sound a heck of a lot better. And, um, okay. So moving forward, uh, lost my train of thought. Is that ADD for you? This is not alcohol, by the way. It's apple cider. I know a lot of people think it, that, that it's kind of gross, but I, I usually mix my apple cider. I do half and half, half, half apple cider and half orange juice. I know the sugar, whoo, but man, I'll tell you what, that stuff tastes amazing. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die happy with something good tasting in my body. But anyway, I digress. So let's get back to here. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, jumping back to landscape photography, it really depends on 
what what you want to shoot. So landscape photography, um, you can use a zoom lens or you can use a wide angle lens. I use my 24 120. Like I said, if I could afford other lenses, I would, but this is the, the lens that I have available to me. So that's the one that I'm going to use. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's great. It's a great lens. I, I'm, I, I know that there are other lenses out there that are a lot sharper. Um, and you know, the, the detail is just mind boggling, but this lens is phenomenal. Don't, don't knock it just because it came just cause it's called, it's not even called a kit lens. It's called, it, it's called a kit cause it came with a, the camera and the lens. So like I said, alone, this, this lens, um, is over a thousand bucks. If you just buy it alone, uh, it has gone down in price lately, but you also have to remember that this lens and camera has been out for a few years, but I, this camera, uh, <laughs> this is another story. This thing is beast. This thing can hold its own still today with the likes of the D850. Uh, of course, the megapixel count is higher. Um, it has a lot more focal points um, and cross types and all that mumbo jumbo, if that really matters to you. But this is a full frame camera. It works wonderfully. And um, the thing that I love about this camera is the dynamic range on this thing is insane. It has 14 stops of dynamic range. So you can shoot some low light stuff and you can really bring the details out. And that is actually a project that I was working on. Uh, I was doing night portraits and I was, I got the inspiration from, um, an Instagrammer who's goes by the name of, well, it is his name is Brandon Waffle. And he shoots some amazing stuff. He doesn't just shoot at night. He shoots during the day, but his style of shooting, uh, caught my attention. And, um, I took some of his, uh, I took some of his work as inspiration. I started shooting night photography portraits, just, uh, using the ambient light that was around me. So if you want to check out my work, you can go to, my Instagram, it's at Chris Perello, and it's spelled C-H-R-I-S-P-E-R-E-L-L-O. And you can check that out and you can see uh, I've, done, I've shot two subjects so far with that um, in that project. And... Um, it came out pretty good. I uh, used my 51.8 for that one. The, the the thing that's tricky about it though is the camera does not have in-body stabilization and the lens it does not have image stabilization. So you have to have a steady hand or use a tripod. And for this particular one, uh, the, the most recent one I did, um, a tripod would came in handy for sure. But at the same time, I didn't want to, uh, 
it, it would have hindered the photo shoot in the way that I wanted to move a little faster and um, it would just it, it would have been just a little cumbersome uh, if I if I had the um, tripod with me. So I decided just just to take the camera and uh, just uh, shoot away. Now the first one I did, um, you know, it, it, everything was underexposed. I knew it was going to be underexposed, and I set it to come out underexposed. But the reason that I did that was for the simple fact that if you shot it uh, at the proper exposure, number one, uh, my shutter speed would have been super low or I would have to have raised the ISO a lot. And I didn't want to do either of those because what I wanted to do was I wanted to maintain the highlights. I didn't want the highlights to blow out. I knew I could bring back the shadows because the sucker has 14 stops of dynamic range. So that's what I did. And the first set came out beautifully. I mean, tack sharp. Uh, I think I shot it at it, everything is, I, I try to shoot everything at ISO 100 and that shoot, I did shoot everything at ISO 100. My shutter speed was 100 and um, obviously my aperture was at 1.8. So it was, it, I call that one the blue light special. Um, I found this one location where it had these beautiful blue lights and it was just shining straight down. They're pretty powerful and it gave me enough light where I was able to have the settings at where I was at and um, the blur, although there was some blur in some of the images, it was very minimal to the point where you actually had to zoom in to 100% on the computer to see any kind of fuzziness or blur. So, uh, so that, that, that was okay. I would have liked to have been tax sharp, but from where it was at, you couldn't really, you couldn't really tell. So especially on Instagram, they came out magnificent on Instagram. And, uh, that's what I was shooting for. I was shooting for Instagram as well as for the second shoot that I did. Now the second shoot was a little harder because I, I chose a different, different location and it was actually a little bit darker at the second location. Um, I, I, I couldn't shoot at the location that I wanted to at that point because I did have a, another location in mind. So we ended up shooting it at a location that I have scouted but it wasn't lit the way that I would have wanted it to be lit. So unfortunately I wasn't able to, um, I, you know, I, I still got some good shots, but I was not satisfied a, as much as I was on the first shoot. So with that being said, make sure that you really do your homework and do your scouting when it comes to finding a location for your sessions. I'm sorry about my voice. It's like really raspy this morning. It kind of hurts. I'm not used to talking this much. I'm not a talker. I'm usually a really quiet guy. 
So <clears throat> for me to be sitting here talking as much as I am and pretty much just rambling blows my mind. So let's see here. So that's, that's, um, and I keep, I keep getting away from landscape photography. So, and I have, I've actually shot some really good landscapes with my 51.8. Um, obviously I don't set it at 1.8. I set it, uh, I like to keep it around F 16 cause that's, that's pretty much the sweet spot. Um, for, for shooting landscapes, but that's if I wanted to get it, you know, just a, a nice little tight area. But the best thing to do is, is to have a zoom lens because it gives you that range. So the 24 to 120 gives me an excellent range. And if I needed to, um, get a little bit more in the frame than the 24 would give me just back up a little bit if you, if you can. And if you can't, Hey, make a panorama, take a couple of shots and stitch them together in Lightroom or Photoshop. It's not that hard. I do it all the time. So, um, yeah, landscape photography is beautiful. It, you just have to uh, do a lot of scouting and make sure that you find a good location and take your time. There's no rush. It's, it's all about capturing the beauty. And you won't be able to do that unless you sit there and take your time and do what you got to do. So, um, social media, podcasting, some more photography. Um, I, I do want to talk a little bit about the difference between black and white and color photography. They all have their places. I consider color photography to be more of the commercial realm, I guess, um, you know, for like lifestyle photos, if you're working for a company and, or you, uh, a company needs you to shoot their products, um, then color is obviously very important. Um, but if you're shooting, uh, something like, uh, some fine art portraits or, or even landscapes, um, street photography, uh, especially f street photography, or if you just want, I yeah, I guess you can call it fine art. Um, if you want the audience to focus on what you shot on the main subject, a great way to do that is to shoot your images in black and white, because it lets you concentrate on the actual photo and not be distracted by all the different colors in the, uh, in the photograph. Um, a lot of people that shoot fine art nudes or just fine art portraits in general, they say they tend to shoot 99% of the time in black and white because it lets people focus on the beauty of the shot versus getting them confused and looking at, it's just, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a good way to focus on, on what you want, want the, uh, people to focus on. And it, it comes out so beautiful as long as you, I mean, don't get me wrong. You still have to, um, even though the composition and, and the form is spot on, 
when you switch over to black and white, you still have to edit, you know, your highlights, your shadows, your clarity, um, you know, all, all those things, your, your blacks, your whites, uh, it's, it, those, those come into play into how, uh, how engaging the photo is. So that's a really important thing. Um, I'm only going to run this podcast actually for another minute. So, uh, I'm going to cut it off at 30. So, uh, I just want to say that if you guys watch this, um, obviously no one's watching this live. Um, and that's fine. Uh, it's going to take a while for this to, um, to grow, but I also plan on putting this on, uh, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, um, all the, all the podcast sites that are on there, Google, um, SoundCloud, whatever, whatever it may be, uh, there will be an audio file that will go just for that. Um, so, uh, I would like to thank you guys. If you did listen to my podcast, thank you very much. Uh, I will try to do this at least once a week, if not more, and if you enjoyed this podcast, if you're watching this on YouTube, please leave a comment in the comment section below. Let me know what you guys thought. Let me know what you guys would like to talk about. If there's anything in particular you would like for me to, um, to, to bring up, I am trying to get some guests on the show to make it a little bit more interesting. So it's just not me babbling for a half an hour or more. And, um, you know, we'll end it there. Thanks for watching and listening, guys. And I will talk to you guys next time. God bless you and have a good day.